Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, talking PFF end of the year awards. And we've, we're giving out our award for the best offensive line in the NFL. Who is it? Find out after the break. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to turn $1 into $257 if McGregor wins by first round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code PFF for new players to get $257 if McGregor wins by first round knockout. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And the break's over. Let's talk offensive line. The best offensive line in the NFL in 2020. Sam? The Cleveland Browns. Who saw that coming? Uh, we did a little bit. We put them at number six in our preseason rankings after they ranked in the 20s last year. So we thought that they were going to make some big strides. And I think when you look at bringing Jack Conklin in, drafting Jedrick Wills, and then maybe the biggest breakout player in the entire NFL and Wyatt Teller at guard, it all came together. It did. And that's, that's what's amazing. Remember we talked on the main PFF podcast about when you throw a lot of things at an offensive line in one go, the chance of all of them working out are pretty small, right? And the Browns did. They threw a lot. And they had the, the two big moves they made were right tackle Jack Conklin was a big free agency uh, splash and then Jedrick Wills their first round pick was their big draft splash so they spent you know a huge amount in both free agency and the draft to try and fix this thing both guys worked out incredibly well Jedrick Wills has been a monster upgrade over Greg Robinson at left tackle for them Jack Conklin has had a career year he's been as good as he ever has been in his first year for the Browns and then a move they didn't even make like Wyatt Teller suddenly turns into an absolute freaking superstar out of nowhere. Guy's got two previous seasons with like a decent number of snaps and in neither one of them had a a run blocking grade, I think above 55, ends up with one above 90 as the best run blocker in the NFL this season. And then you have the two holdovers who were, you know, proven good players. Uh, J.C. Treader at center, Joel Batonio at left guard. Those two remained good. But the three sort of moves that they made or two moves... And a a bonus thing ended up all breaking in their direction. Yeah, and I think one thing that's important when you're evaluating offensive lines, you know, a lot of times when you look at a run game, you say, well, they have a good offensive line and that's why. Or sometimes you just look at a team from a pass protection standpoint. So the best offensive, there are some offensive lines, the Texans, the Chiefs, who are just better at pass protection, maybe not as good from a run blocking standpoint. Then you have a team like maybe the Patriots who are much better from a run game perspective, at least this season. But the Browns, they could do it all. They were one of the better pass-blocking offensive lines and one of the better run-blocking offensive lines. You mentioned Wyatt Teller, the best run-blocking guard in the NFL by PFF grades this year. And you have Kevin Stefanski's scheme that came in there as well. I think that was a big factor. It really all did come together for the Browns from an offensive line standpoint. And it was the best, most balanced line from a run and pass-blocking standpoint by our grades. Yeah, Stefanski's offense definitely helps, and you can't you can't dismiss that. You have to at least put that in as a, a part of your evaluation when you're factoring um, it up. The offensive line, the Cleveland Browns allowed the fewest number of total pressures as an offensive line in the NFL this season, tied with the Packers, 88, which is five and a half a game, right? Which is pretty freaking good going. Like if your offensive line is surrendering an average of five and a half pressures per game. 
that is pretty phenomenal. It's the they have the second best um, pass blocking efficiency as an offensive line, and then as you said, the, like the run blocking was monstrous as well, paving the way for that two headed monster in the backfield of of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So, yeah, I the Browns were a great offensive line, and they're all there for next year. Like they're not this line won't get worse. So Browns number one, you know, you know, we watch every snap, we evaluate every snap, feel good about that. Uh, as our pick, the Browns being the best offensive line in the NFL. Let's go to the teams that may have missed out. Who were the top teams who missed out? And, and let me just go back to the preseason rankings really quick. Colts, Saints, Cowboys, Packers, and Ravens all ranked ahead of the Browns coming in. Some of those lines still had good seasons like the Packers. And then you have a situation like the Cowboys where yeah. they had all sorts of injuries and issues and did not play well at all. Yikes. So who else was in the running here? Yeah, the Dallas one that didn't age well, as the as they say on on the it social media. Um, I, I think the Packers were definitely there as well. As I said, they tied for the best number in the NFL in terms of total pressures allowed with eighty eight, um, because they actually had more pass plays. They had a better pass blocking efficiency rating than the Browns. So um, the same number of total pressures, but on more passing snaps. Um, and this is a team that lost, you know, David Bakhtiari late. They. They have, I think, the the best pass blocking unit in the NFL. That, David Bakhtiari has been the gold standard of pass blocking at left tackle, at least since the retirement of Joe Thomas. And to be honest, he was kind of overtaking him by the end. Um, Corey Lindsley allowed two pressures, I think, this season at center. Like centers don't allow much anyway, but two is absurd. Um, so the Packers' offensive line have dealt with a lot of injuries and been really good. Still, I think they're they would have an argument. I think the Colts, so the Colts were the top graded line coming in or our top rated line coming in. They dealt with some injuries down the stretch with losing Anthony Costanzo. That hurt their overall performance. They still got a great performance from Quentin Nelson. Ryan Kelly was solid. Mark Lewinsky was solid. And Braden Smith. I mean, they are solid across the board. They remind me of what the Steelers have been in past years. But the Browns had solid plus. They had the best right tackle at Jack Conklin, the best right guard in Wyatt Teller. They had the top players at certain positions where the Colts were just pretty good or good across the board. So I think that's what separated the Browns from the Colts this particular season. Yeah, and we we kind of projected the Colts to take a step forward based off everything we knew, and they didn't. If anything, they took a slight step backwards and you know just didn't realize the potential of that group. And they're a team that won't likely be better next year because Costanzo's retired. So they got to find uh, a left tackle to plug that hole. Um, another couple of teams I think that were in the mix, the Patriots, despite having like a, an offensive line of guys that are not superstars, were really good and really consistent. Michael Uenu, one of the best rookies in the NFL this year, despite having to platoon multiple different positions. Um, and then randomly, the Los Angeles Rams bounced back from one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year to, again, being one of the best this year. Yeah, they did. I mean, they, they got some of those... Wyatt Teller like breakouts you know they came in you know Austin Corbett was a similar guy who'd had uh, former Brown who'd had below average grades coming in and you know a lot of offensive linemen we say this a lot again on the main pod year three or four when you get guys that have underachieved sometimes you get that breakout season you got it from a Wyatt Teller you got it from an Austin Corbett with the Rams you had Rob Havenstein just get back to form after being uh, going from one of the best right tackles to one of the worst in 2019 he bounced back and David Edwards had a breakout season at left guard. So it was nice to see the youth movement that the Rams believed in 
actually uh, pay off this year. So uh, they were one of the teams. It was tough for us to project them high because of how bad they looked last year, but they did uh, turn things around, and that was a big part of their playoff run again. So um, there was some good offensive lines at the top, man. Again, the Cowboys dropped off. There was injuries. It was, it was a wreck. Uh, but a lot of the teams that we had predicted, what about the Saints? They're the only other team, I think, maybe that, that people might be asking about. They also dealt with some injuries throughout the year as well. They did. And it's important to understand that the Saints have, they're basically pass blocking for Drew Brees who gets the ball out of his hands quicker than any other quarterback in the league generally. So they have an easy job compared to some of these other guys. The one other team I think that deserves a mention is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When they had their starting five playing, um, that line, I think, is pretty close to as good as it gets. They allowed 139 total pressures. They were seventh in terms of pass blocking efficiency as a line. But the starting five was incredibly good. When they didn't have to go to the bench and put in a Joe Haig, when they had Ali Marpet at left guard, when Kappa was a right guard, when they didn't have to shuffle the interior to make up for things, that was an incredibly good group. And unlike... The Saints, who are pass blocking for Drew Brees, who's you know attempting an average depth of target of like six yards, and the ball's coming out instantly every time. Like they're pass blocking for Tom Brady, who's going deep down the field and holding onto the ball a little bit longer, and you know is kind of a statue back there. So I think they did a really good job this year. All right, the one other team I just want to mention here, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know there was a big stretch where they didn't give up any sacks, but sacks again, product of time to throw and you know quick release and Ben Roethlisberger getting rid of the ball faster than any quarterback in the league so the Steelers were one of those teams they did end up with the number five pass blocking grade but second worst run blocking grade so for this certainly not well-rounded enough from an offensive line standpoint to be in the mix so it's the Cleveland Browns the best offensive line in the NFL in 2020 let us know who do you think was the best offensive line in the NFL it's the PFF NFL Daily